My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments, but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard, and instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time. It's time to wake up and thrive. Monday. Um, I hope you guys are having a great start of start to your week. Um, welcome back to Wake Up and Thrive. I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of dive into this um, topic today because it's something I walked through recently in my own life. And although it was really, really hard, um, I've actually learned a few things. And it's it's like taken a ton of pressure. Like so many things have opened up in my life now that I've proven that I can do this thing. And this thing is having hard conversations, having difficult conversations, vulnerable conversations, um, both ways, like sharing something that's that's hurtful from your end, but also hearing the other person say what's been hurtful on their end. Like it it both make creates a very uncomfortable situation. So the first piece I want to acknowledge is that I am not an expert at this. In fact, um, for a really long time, for most of my life. I would really avoid having hard conversations because, quite honestly, I couldn't handle the way it made me feel. And I didn't trust the way I would react. Because in the past, if um, there was a hard conversation to have, I would really control it. And I would control it by projecting and blaming and speaking my mind is what I used to call it. I would I used to call that speaking my truth, but it, it wasn't my truth because when you speak your truth, it's not really about what the other person's doing. But that's what I did. I would spend, I mean, I have visuals of me in like sixth grade, hours on hours on the phone, right? Our little landline with friends telling them what they did wrong. That was how I handled my hard conversations. And then as I grew up and I really recognized like that's not appropriate and that's not creating the connections I want, then I kind of um, swung the other way where I just would completely shut down and avoid withdrawal and just avoid these conversations altogether. And instead of speaking my truth, I would just silence it and just completely turn it inward. inward. Um, but both of these reactions, honestly, while not ideal, they actually are biologically correct because I didn't feel safe in my body during these conversations, right? I was My body was sending off alarms, like my heart was racing, my palms were sweaty, all of those survival signs that we can get I was getting those during these conversations for whatever reason. And these two opposing reactions, either blowing up at someone or shutting down, it makes sense if that's what was going on in me, right? So if you react that way, maybe currently, or maybe you used to react that way, we can really drop the shame and the judgment because it makes sense, right? And so by trying to fix the reaction, by trying to fix the result of how I show up without fixing the safety within my body, it's like 
it's like trying to fix a car by focusing on small details like the steering wheel and the pedal and the lights. I'm not a car person, whatever else is on the like car without actually going under the hood and fixing the engine, right? Without actually putting oil in the engine. So you can fix all the outside stuff. You can fix your tone. You can fix your words. And I'm not saying those aren't important. They absolutely are important because it influences the other person's experience. However, trying to do all of that from an unregulated place, right? Like if your nervous system was the engine without regulating um, or calming down that part of you, it doesn't, it doesn't work. The car won't work. It's so much easier to go the route of figuring out what these hard conversations do for me inside. Like, what does it feel like in my body and finding resources to really bring calm inside first. And then from that calm place, I have, I have more available to me. I have more choice in how I can respond So always when I get a client that's like, I want to respond instead of react, well, this is where we have to start. So I hope that that makes sense. But this is why I start with the body and I I, I start with really creating a felt sense of safety, which really just means regulation first, okay? So I'm going to come back to this. But um, in this episode, I want to be able to give you four things that you can do to make these hard conversations a little easier. Two of them are based on you, and then two of them are based on the other person or what you're getting from the other person and how you can kind of um, respond to that. Okay. So I hope that um, you're as excited as I am to kind of dive into this and um, yeah, let's go there. So I, I want to, I want to go back to my avoiding hard conversations because of how I felt inside. Let's talk about that. So because of how I felt inside, this is the reason to be honest, we avoid anything in life. We are really avoiding a feeling. So if you think about, um, like right now, if you were to pause and just think about someone in your life um, that you're dreading talking to or opening up to, maybe it's your spouse, your friend, maybe it's your boss, your mom, your in-law, your sibling, your neighbor, whoever it is, I know that you have a story as to why you can't speak up. Maybe they shut down when you share your truth. Maybe they defend themselves. Maybe they yell back and they say really hurtful words. Maybe they end the relationship, right? Maybe when you speak up, they walk away from the friendship or maybe it's a work relationship and you get fired, right? Whatever the reason is, I first of all want to validate the reason. I'm not saying you're making up the way they react. 100%. I know people that fit every single one of those categories. In fact, at one point, I was probably in one of those categories, but Whatever your story is, know that ultimately all of those things, the way the other person reacts, it creates an internal experience for you. Or I guess I should say their reaction influences an experience for you, right? Because we ultimately make it mean something about us. Um, Our body and our brain perceives it almost as danger. And then we experience you know, whatever we experience based on their reaction. It creates an emotion. Your body starts to feel unsafe and that felt sensation is what is really hard. So that is what you're avoiding. And so even just acknowledging that gives you power, right? Like for me, um, I recently had a really hard conversation with um, some, some old friends that I just, I needed to kind of clear the air and just have this conversation. And 
it was really, really hard for a number of reasons. Um, but ultimately what it did to me, I felt so anxious. That's the best way I can explain it, explain it. So anxious leading up to the conversation. Um, and, and truthfully in the conversation, I did really well because I had all these tools, but, but leading up to it, anytime I envisioned, so just sit and envision the conversation. So if you're like, okay, well, what is my internal experience? Sit and just envision having that conversation with that person right now that you're dreading and pay attention to what happens in your body. Where do you clench? Where do you contract? Where do you automatically feel kind of closing down? Is it in your jaw? Is it in your heart? Like, does your heart just start to race, like beat, like it's trying to break open? Um, Do your hands start to fidget? Like, what is it for you? Don't make it wrong. Just notice it. Um, Because once you notice it, you can start to find resources to kind of combat that, which is what I had to do. And then the conversation becomes so much easier, right? And this is really just like a life lesson about anything that you find hard. But it ultimately is not about the other person. It's not about the way that they react to your truth. It's about you and 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 having control over you and your internal experience. So um, the four steps that I want to talk about, and then I'll kind of go into each one. The first one is take full responsibility for your half and how your reaction to this person from whatever they did, it stemmed from your own internal experience. It's not just about what they're doing. Okay. We don't have to completely discount their actions, right? We don't have to completely say, okay, it's not really what they did or said. That's the problem. It's all me. That's not what I'm saying. It it can be both. But understanding that your experience, well, Honestly, this might have to be a whole nother episode on why you get triggered in the first place and what triggers mean. But really just just the first step is understanding and owning and taking responsibility that the way that you showed up in the in the relationship, whether it was to be silent and shut down, maybe it was to yell back at them. Maybe you ended the relationship. Whatever it is, you take responsibility that you reacted based on how you were feeling, period. <laughs> We don't go into, you caused me to feel this way. Wait, right? We'll get into step number two in a second. But the first one is just in your own heart to take full responsibility for like, yeah, I felt rejected inside my body. I felt rejected. And that really, really sucked. And from that place, I did A, B, and C. Or I felt attacked. And from this place, I reacted in this way, right? So another way this might show up is maybe... We have our own insecurities that the person is bumping up against, and because of that, we shut down, right? But owning that it's our insecurities. Maybe we um, are, are feeling and experiencing a ton of resentment for this person, and we need to own that because of that, like that resentment is there because we didn't hold a boundary. We didn't speak up. We didn't say what we really wanted to say, and just really owning that experience, Okay. Right? So the first step is taking full responsibility for your half, because here's the deal. It takes two people in a relationship, and you always are always, always, always 100% responsible for your half, your 50% of the relationship. So own it, whatever that looks like. Number two is actually speak your truth based on that, based on that internal experience. So you can say something like, when you do or say blank, I make it mean this, right? So you're owning it. And I feel this versus like how I used to say it. I used to go, Paul, I hate when you do blah, blah, blah. Can you just stop? 
right? Like there's such a different way. The first way is really me owning and acknowledging what his actions do for me. And it also allows the the other person to kind of put their defenses down and really see your experience. It allows them to, um, to, 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 to fully like understand what's going on and then gain a little bit of compassion for you there. So for example, when you, you know, if my husband's like on the phone, when I'm talking, even if it's for work, I might say, listen, babe, when you are on the phone, even if it's for a good reason, I make it mean that what I'm saying is not important. So honestly, I make it mean that I'm not important and I feel completely unloved, right? And like even just saying that on this podcast, like even just saying those words, it kind of opens, like I can feel tears kind of coming up. If It opens the floodgates a little bit, but you guys let them open because this is vulnerability and this is what brings connection. It doesn't break connection. It brings it. And this is why most of us avoid going there. We avoid going to how we feel versus staying in blame and projection and focusing on what they what they did because we aren't comfortable with our tears and our sadness and our own insecurities. And so we just avoid going there. But saying again something like when you do this, I make it mean this and I really feel this and you really tap into that feeling, it will produce an emotion for you and that's amazing. That's what we want. So I really, really want to encourage you um, to do that, to 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 go there with with your partner or your friend or your boss or wh- whatever it is. So the last thing I just want to like hone in on again, speaking your truth really means speaking about your experience, which almost always involves an emotion or a feeling or a core wound that has kind of been rubbed up against. And when you can own that, which is, it's guys, it's hard. It is really incredibly hard. And it's really hard when the person doesn't receive that. So like, it's one thing if you're talking to your mom, right? Who you have a great relationship with, or maybe your spouse, spouse who there's like this trust. And then it's another thing when you're talking to like your boss or a friend who's completely limited and shut down and doesn't receive your experience, like with compassion, like that's hard. But at the end of the day, Speaking your truth, it's not for them. It's not to be received by them. You are speaking your truth because it's your way of owning it. It's your way of really like leaning in to this is why I showed up the way I showed up. Like, ah, it makes sense. And when you can, when you can like let go of expectations and really understand that you're speaking your truth because your truth matters, because you matter. Um, it becomes a lot easier, a lot easier to do this. Um, okay, so that's step two, speaking your truth. Step three is being, so step three and four is really about the other person. So being willing and able on a nervous system level to really hear their experience. And I'm going to explain this. So conversations um, become even harder when it's, right? It, conversations are hard when it comes to sharing your experience. We just talked about that. That that can be hard and really vulnerable. But I've also found both personally and professionally, a lot of times we don't really open up the hard conversation because we don't want to hear their experience. We don't want to hear how the way we showed up was hurtful. We don't want to hear how we messed up, right? And this is normal. You guys, a lot, so many people do this, but it's just important to acknowledge because one of the things I've had to do recently is to really, in my um, the program I'm in, it's amazing. We have a feedback exercise and I have to actually give people a form to give me feedback on me. And I can only respond with saying thank you. <laughs> and it is hard. 
really, really hard because what I, but what I did was I gave the feedback form to people that I, I trusted and I knew I trusted loved me. And what I did was just kind of an experiment. I noticed what my body did when I read their feedback and it was wild. Like I could feel myself kind of clenching in. I could feel my shoulders clenching down. Um, my heart was starting to race up. It was like, I would get high energy. Like I was about to freaking fight back. And then I would just shut down. Like I would completely shut down and see that I wanted to withdraw. Um, and the way I combated that was because I couldn't say anything to the other person. The, the assignment is to just respond with thank you. The way I like combated that was really just to kind of relax and open my shoulders and breathe into my heart and let my heart kind of calm down and truly just regulate that response like 100%. Did I agree with all the feedback? Absolutely not. Did I agree with some of it? Yeah. And some of the ones that I agreed with hurt the most, right? But when as soon as I could come from a calm place, I was able to receive it better. I was able to really take what I wanted and leave the rest and and just kind of like let go. Like I'm 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 truly not clinging to anything because I came into the feedback from a really regulated spot. So, oh, this is huge. And I, I feel like this is so much information, but it's just really, really important. So be willing to, to pay attention to what feedback does in your body and, and learn, find resources, work with a coach. It's one of the things I do with my clients. We come up with their own somatic toolbox on like, how do you need to come down? Like, how do you need to downregulate? And then how do you need to upregulate when you're like wanting to withdraw? Like, it's not a one size fits all. You really have to find what works for you. But when you can do this, you guys, then you can have any conversation in the world, in the world. And you're going to feel so good about speaking your truth. And you're not going to be worried about, well, what's their reaction going to do to me? Well, whatever their reaction does to you, you know how to bring that sense of calm back. So I hope that that is making sense. Um, And then the last piece, I... Again, it's about their experience, but as they're sharing their experience, ask questions using words like what, when, how, and where, right? And avoid using the word why. And I say this because the word why is going to put the person on defense, right? It's going to make them feel like you're attacking them. So if your husband is sharing, um, I get really upset when, you know, let's just say the roles are reversed. Let's say Paul's Paul's sharing, like, I get really upset when you're distracted when I'm talking to you. I could go into, well, why, why are you mad at that? Like, I have a lot of stuff going on. Or I could go, when exactly did that happen last? Or what does that mean to you when I'm distracted? Right? So I can ask, like, specific questions to just gain more insight on his experience. That's it. Right. Again, I go through all the steps. I make sure I'm like really regulating my own body and calming myself down and being able to hear his experience. Those are the first important steps. But then I get to just learn about it. And that's how a hard conversation turns into like, honestly, a really freaking healing conversation. That's what it's about. Like getting those hard conversations and being able to, one, take full responsibility for your half, take full responsibility for your internal experience. Um, and how you felt and, and, and own that. And then two, right. Speak your truth, but speak it based on your experience, not based on what they did. Like let them come onto your map and understand what you were perceiving and feeling and thinking and all the things. Right. And then three, 
Again, learn to regulate when they give you feedback or they share their experience because it's hard. It's hard to sit there and hear it. Um, don't judge it. Don't change it. Don't try, don't shame it. Don't try to fix it. Just acknowledge it and work on regulating yourself so that there's more and more um, space. There's more availability for you to tolerate those hard conversations. And then four, get really curious about their experience. Ask questions without going to this place of trying to defend or tell them they're wrong. Like just truly understand, okay. Like something I was challenged to do recently that I'll just leave you with this is as someone's telling you, like, you know, they might be telling you some ways that you showed up that were really hurtful. If you can get to this place where you really just go, oh my gosh, I can see how that was your experience. Like, tell me more, tell me more. When you can get to that place and you don't feel like you have to defend yourself, but you can truly 100% hear their experience. Doesn't mean you have to believe it. Just hear it. Be able to witness it without it like unraveling you. You will be unstoppable and you will also create, oh my gosh, you will create some of the most amazing connections in your life, you guys. And that's what I want for so many of the women I work with. Like we crave connection. We crave deep relationships, but we aren't willing to have the conversations that bridge that gap, that get us there, that that create that vulnerability, that help us understand our, our the other person better and also help us understand ourselves better. We're not willing to go there because we don't have the tools to really like navigate that. So that is a big part of what I do with my clients. Um And if this episode is really landing for you, if you have a hard conversation coming up, reach out, let's chat, let's set up a session. Let's see if coaching is something that that could really help you um, show up better, show up more authentic, show up more and own owning your experience um, and being able to receive somebody else's experience. So that's all I have for you guys today. Um, I loved this conversation. I know it was filled with a lot of information. So definitely go back and listen take some notes. Um, and please, please, please rate it, review it, subscribe. If you know someone that that has a hard conversation they need to have, send this to them. Would you send it to them? Would you tag me on Instagram? I would be forever appreciative. Um, and I love you guys. I love coming here every week to talk to you guys and I will see you next week. <laughs>